Hi there, I'm Adira. And I'm Miriam Sima. Thanks for joining us today on Tour Time. We love learning together and we're so excited to learn with you. Hey Adira, why do snakes measure themselves in inches? I don't know. Because they don't have feet. <laughs> By now, B'nai Israel have been traveling through the desert for a while, and they've been through a lot. In last week's Parsha, a rebellion rose up against Moshe, and many people were punished, especially the rebellion's leader, Korach. This week, in Parshat Chukat, Aaron and Miriam both die. Two different nations give trouble to B'nai Israel. And B'nai Israel complain and cry out to Hashem and Moshe two different times. First, they complain they have no water. It's okay if you don't understand the words. Just close your eyes and listen. Unless you've just found a snake in your boot. Then tell a grown-up right away. Ready? We're starting near the end of the fifth aliyah. Vaisu mehor hahar derech yamsuf lisvov et eretz edom vatiktsar nefesh ha'am badarech. They set out from Mount Hor by way of the Sea of Reeds to go around the land of Edom, but the people grew antsy on the journey. Vaidaber ha'am belohim. Uv Moshe, lama ha'elitunu mimitzrayim lamut b'midbar ki ein lechem ve'ein ma'im v'nafshenu katsa v'lechem haklokel. And the people spoke against God and against Moshe. Why did you make us leave Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread and no water, and we have come to loathe this miserable food. Vaisu Mehor Hahar to Bnei Israel set out from where they were camping, and do you see where they went? They went Derech Yamsuf. Does that ring a bell to you? Um, do you know what Yamsuf is? Yeah, the place where they crossed. Right. So why are they going back there? So the Pasuk actually gives us an answer about that. The king of Edom said, you're not allowed to go through our land. Yeah. It's just, you're not permitted. Like, if you do, we'll see it as like an act of war. So they didn't want to do that. So they had to go all the way around the land of Edom. How did B'nai Israel feel about having to go all the way back to Yamsuf? Do you see that in the Pasuk? Um, oh, is that how they started complaining? Yeah. Right, so they're about to complain. And one thing that I'm noticing here is this word, vatiktsar nefesh ha'am. Right, the it like... Shortened. Right, the like spirit of the nation was short. Ah. Oh. What does that mean to you? Like, like they're like, they have a belt of their stuff and they don't have a belt in their stuff anymore. Hmm. Their spirit was short, so they lost their bounce. Mm-hmm. They lost their enthusiasm. They'd been like, oh, we're on our way to Eretz Yisrael. And now they're like, wait a minute, we're back at Yamsuf. 
not really like that. It's like, oh, this is so long. Are we Wait, there already- yet? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So let's see how the nation says, are we there yet? Like little children on a bus going to a field trip. Uh-huh. The chefs would say, we'll never be there. We'll always be here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what Abba says? I was young. I remember this. We were on a field trip. And some kids were like, oh, we, are we there yet? And, and like a counselor was like, we'll never be there. We'll always be here. <laughs> yeah. As a way of saying, stop asking me if we'll be there yet. So if you're on a field trip, you might say, are we there yet? And be really annoyed, right? So let's see how B'nai Israel said this, are we there yet? Because it's going to get Hashem really angry. What do the people say? Do you see this? Why did you make us leave Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread and no water, and we have come to loathe this miserable food. But you can make the food taste like anything. What? (laughs) That's so dumb. If they had a bus, then it would take. Then it wouldn't take them forty years. It would only take them like one. Uh (laughs) One year. Yeah. On their magic desert bus. So, Adira, why do you think the people are complaining about the man? Right, you talked about that a little bit. Well, I guess they're complaining, oh, we're, we're eating the same thing over and over again. And why don't guys, well, you can make it taste like anything. Just the way you cook it. Right, it's so interesting, right? Because it seems like even though they could make it taste like anything, I wonder if there is something about the fact that it was always the same. Texture? texture like always felt the same the same like yeah i guess texture mostly right like it was the same smoothness every time and consistency right like texture is such an important part of food oh yeah i don't like the texture of something i don't like the food but can't they like mash it up make some mashed potatoes that would be a different texture Mm -hmm. yeah like cook like cook it like to make it crispy like, you can make it a different texture. Yeah, it's interesting, right? One pasuk makes it sound like you can do that, right? Like, when it says, like, you should gather things on Friday, and then you should prepare them because it's going to be Shabbat, right? So that makes it sound like, right, that pasuk says, like, anything you're going to cook, cook. Anything you're going to bake, bake. So that sounds exactly like what you're saying, right? That they could make it. That tofu. Um. Etasher tofu, efu, right? Anything you're gonna. I remember that puzzle because it says tofu. A teacher I had once said that man uh, is like tofu because, like, you can make it taste like anything. And (laughs) that tofu's like man, or man's like tofu because you can make it taste like anything. Yeah. Uh, And it it also has tofu in that puzzle. Uh huh. That tofu. (laughs) Right. It was a good pun. Hashem responds to B'nai Israel's complaints by sending serpents, snakes, to bite them. B'nai Israel come to Moshe and say that they were wrong to speak against him and against God. And they ask Moshe to pray and ask God to take away the snakes. Let's look a couple psukim ahead and hear how Hashem answers Moshe's prayer. Vayomer Adonai el Moshe Asen lecha sarahav v'sim ato al nes v'hayah kol hanashuch 
Then God said to Moshe, Make a serpent figure and mount it on a pole. And if anyone who is bitten looks at it, they will recover. Moshe made a copper serpent and mounted it on a pole. And when anyone was bitten by a serpent, they would look at the copper serpent and recover. So Moshe makes that serpent, puts it on a pole, makes it out of copper. And when anyone's See, bitten by no, it... No, Hashem's reaction proves that Hashem, that it was just an impulse of Hashem. Because like Hashem's like, whoops. Hmm. So is Hashem doing tshuva? Yeah, I guess. But Hashem should need to do tshuva. You don't like that idea very much. Can you say why that you don't like that very much? I don't know. Like, I feel like if we have somebody governing our world, then... I want that person to be flawed, that not person, that being to be flawless. And so it's hard to sort of imagine Hashem as also sometimes making mistakes. Yeah. So the rabbis have this midrash in Mishnah Rosh Hashanah, where it, they're trying to figure out what is this snake on a pole? Is the snake a killing creature or a healing creature? Well. For the the Peshaw, the Pasuk, it's that healing creature. Of this Pasuk, right? Yeah. So the rabbis answer, when B'nai Israel are looking up and they're kind of subjugating their heart and saying, Hashem, you're our ruler, then they were healed by the snake. But if not... They would be healed. Right. So if they look at the snake, but they're not completely into Hashem yet, then they would have been killed. Mm-hmm. But what I don't get is that they do tshuva, or they do that. Um, so then why do they do it again? Why do they do it again another time? You're saying, right, when the Rambam says, like, what it means to do real tshuva is to get into that same situation and not do the bad thing again, exactly. then Israel kind of fail that test of tshuva. I kind of do, too. Right? Like, it's not always easy, right? Even if you think, like, oh, yeah, that was bad. I won't do that again. And then you do it again. And you do it again. And then you do it again. Right? Because the trigger's the same, right? And you might be triggered, right? So, like, if you're still in the desert and you're still wandering and you still don't have the food you like to eat. Right? Right, and so no matter how much you try to change and you try to be better, right, it might not always work out that way. Yeah. But I think it was this Midrash that made me think the snake, right, the snake that Hashem asks Moshe to make is the sign of B'nai Israel's tshuva, right? For B'nai Israel, at least according to the rabbis, when they look at that snake, it kind of is a symbol of their own renewed faith in Hashem, right? They look at that snake, and if they look at that snake with a full heart saying, oh, we actually renew our trust in God, that's when the snake heals, and only then. That's right. (laughs) 
had such a good time learning Torah with you today, Adira. And we can continue our conversation with our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? Um, what they think Hashem should do when B'nai Israel complain. Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parshat Balak. Until next Torah time.